0: everyone, and thank you for joining me again today for the Finding Hope After Loss podcast. Today I am doing a special episode where I speak with some of the Project Finding Your Rainbow participants about their experience participating in the project and what it was like to share their story. If you aren't familiar, Project Finding Your Rainbow is a traveling rainbow skirt. It's actually more than one skirt now. It started off with just one. But now since the project has grown, it's uh, multiple skirts and the skirt travels from lost family to lost family. They take pictures with the skirt, either using a photographer, family member, a friend, or doing it themselves. And then the pictures and the stories are shared. And the whole goal is to give people a chance to share their story while also raising awareness for pregnancy and infant loss. So far we've had. 312 stories shared it's been in almost all 50 states it's been to the uk canada australia and peru so if you are ever interested in participating you can look at the journey for jasmine website under the project finding your rainbow tab or you can always send me a message um, on instagram or facebook at journey for jasmine i also wanted to point out that the project is for anybody who has been through loss. You do not have to have a rainbow baby. You do not have to be currently pregnant with your rainbow baby. It's just for anybody who's been through loss and wants to share their story. So definitely check it out. I'm really hoping to hit all 50 states at one point, And I'm also open to sending it to other countries as well. I would love to have as many people as possible participate to help continue to raise awareness for this. And as I mentioned, today I am speaking with some of the former participants about their experience participating. So hopefully it will answer any questions you might have about it, but I'm always happy to answer any additional questions. Most of the main questions are answered on the Project Finding Your Rainbow um, page on the website, but definitely send me any questions you have and I hope that you enjoy listening to what these wonderful people have to say. Hello, everyone. Today, I am here with a few of the participants from Project Finding a Rainbow who are going to share a little bit about what it was like to share their story. So would any of you like to take a minute to just introduce yourself, say a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you like to do, that kind of thing?
1: So um, my name is Caitlin. I am from Pennsylvania in the United States. Um, I actually just gave birth to my rainbow baby in July.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Um, So I actually participated in Project Rainbow, um, gosh, just about a year ago. And it was something really special for me. Um, Before I got pregnant with my rainbow baby, Marley, um, I experienced a loss gosh i'm like getting hot a little bit talking about it (laughs) um but being able to participate in project rainbow it was kind of really special for me because i exist in a space and um most of my relationships with my family and stuff we don't really talk about the hard stuff um so being able to have a space to have this conversation was really eye-opening for me um even now, like you'll probably realize the way like I speak, I'm very mindful about how I talk about it because it is still hard for me. Um, but it really opened my eyes up because once I was able to talk about it, I started talking to more women who were going through the same thing. And I think that was one of the biggest kind of like eye-openers was for me, was how many other women also go through this.
0: <laughs> but before um you started sharing your story, did you know? Anybody else who had been through it that who like talked about going through it?
1: So I actually knew that my mom had experienced loss. Um, I actually had two brothers who passed away, um, most notably my brother, Christopher. Um, Like I remember hearing so much about him growing up and like we actually had a funeral and a service for him. So I had seen kind of an aspect of it as a child, which I feel like is probably a little unique. Most kids probably don't like my kids didn't know that I was expecting when I had my loss, but it's also very different. Cause it's dependent upon the circumstances. You know, my mom went to term with two of her pregnancies, So it was very challenging when you're expecting a baby to come into this household. Um, And it made me a lot more conscious of how I interacted with my children when I was pregnant after my loss because of the experience that i had as a kid. i don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense and that's, you know, kind of a different perspective than you know what a lot of people have that you, you know, you already were introduced to it even as a child what what loss was like.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a different perspective. I have a lot of empathy and respect for my mom that comes from just being a mom and having gone through these different experiences of having um, I've been very blessed. I had, a uh, my first daughter, um, and then I had, unfortunately my loss and then I had my second daughter. So, you know, I've had a, an emergency cesarean, I've had loss, I've had a, um, a VBAC. So I've seen all these different aspects of becoming a mother, um, and being able to talk to my mom about that now that I'm an adult and having these experiences to have someone I care about so much. It's nice to be able to talk to her about these, but my heart breaks for her too, to be able to know what that felt like a little bit. It changes things.
0: Right. Yeah. It definitely, definitely does. When you, when you become the the person who it happens to, and it gives you a whole new perspective, like you can, you can relate on some level, you know, knowing that, oh, this is a horrible thing that happened, but then you, you go through it yourself and it's just like a whole other level of empathy. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, Would somebody else like to share?
2: Sure, I'll go. Um, My name is Mandy. I'm from Ohio in the United States. We participated in Project Finding a Rainbow in June of 2022, and our rainbow baby came on her brother's birthday on October 5th last year. (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Okay. It's a, I know it's a very, very
2: emotional subject. And when we were in the hospital after we had our loss, we were 28 weeks along and I was alone in the room by myself. And the first thing when I Googled baby loss, infant loss on my phone that popped up was Project finding a rainbow. And it was those things like, I'm doing that. Like, you're not stopping me. You're not telling me no, we're gonna have another baby. And we did. And putting that skirt on, it was the the weirdest feeling. Like it was I felt peaceful and strong. And I thought of all the wonderful women who were before me. And there's still some of my favorite pictures even though Rosie's here now. I still love the rainbow skirt pictures.
0: Thank you for sharing. I know it's hard to to talk about um you know I think people think that when you have a rainbow baby it just it fixes everything and as we all know it, it does not fix everything and you know it's like a, a whole culmination of grief and joy all together with every other emotion possible all at
2: once <laughs> yeah and then you add in the sleep deprivation and, <laughs> and it all just gets crazy
0: well thank you for sharing a little bit about your story someone else like thank to you. share a little bit
3: i'll go next um can you guys hear me okay yes uh, my name is vanessa I'm from California in the United States. I haven't actually done the Project Rainbow um, as of yet, um, but I do plan to try to do that at some point. Um, I am currently fostering to adopt a baby boy. Um, I lost my daughter almost two years ago to the day. Um, I lost her at 22 weeks and four days. Um, Sharing my story was very hard, but also very, just very therapeutic. Um, I'm actually in a support group for moms that have actually lost um, babies around the same time the crazy thing that I'm experiencing right now is the little boy that I am fostering to adopt um him and my daughters share the same birthday um oh wow they were born in the same hospital um with within two hours of each other um so That's it makes amazing it hard. yeah it is but it's also hard because I miss her so much and trying to, Be happy and in the moment of the rainbow but also being very sad because i wish she was here sorry i apologize
0: oh no it's okay i I get so emotional every time still it's been five years every time i i talk about jasmine i still get super emotional about it and it's hard because you know even even having you know living kids around you just every time they do something it just always reminds you of what, you know, your baby should be doing. Exactly. That's
3: exactly how I feel every day. And it's like, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm close to the two year mark. I thought it would get easier, but it just seems to get a little bit harder. Oh, yeah, That's why that every, you know, every year is, is
0: different, but every year I, I always think, okay, surely it has to get easier. And yet it, it doesn't. It's just as different, you know?
3: It is, it is very different. So that's where I'm at.
0: Well, thank you for sharing. Elizabeth, did you wanna share a little bit? Oh, I'm sorry, were you gonna say something?
1: I just wanna make um, a suggestion that I think of everyone who spoke, we've all made an apology at this point. So I'm gonna challenge us to not apologize for our feelings. or for like, we're here to talk about this and to be with each other. And I, I did it too. I noticed, so we don't have anything to be sorry for. So I just want to remind you ladies. And I think that's something we should try to practice because this is real and this is our life and these are our feelings and it's nothing to apologize for.
0: I think that's a really good, a really good point. I find myself doing the same thing too. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for being emotional. It's like, wait, we don't, we don't need to apologize for that. <laughs> Elizabeth, do you
4: want to share a little bit? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, my name is Elizabeth, and um, I'm from Ohio in the USA. Um, my sweet baby, Teddy, um, was born at um, 22 weeks um, in 2018 after I experienced P prom. Um, we only made it a couple days after my water broke before he passed away. Um, and I have since had my my rainbow and my pot of gold um babies and i actually participated in the rainbow skirt project a couple weeks ago and for me it was like coming full circle um not exactly close i guess a little bit of closure in a sense um cuz i've you know i've i've had my rainbows and um right now i'm working on my project a touch of petty to honor him And so he was in the pictures with us and it was just, it it was just really special, Um, you know, making sure I'm always making sure I'm including him in our family and with everything we do. And, and it's thankfully, you know, we've picked a name where, you know, I have something to represent him, a little teddy bear. So he's, he's literally always with us. We take him on the road and we include him in everything. So it was, it was full circle wearing the skirt and having all of my babies with me for pictures. And that it just made it that much more special getting to include him.
0: You know, I didn't realize until recently that um, he was born in 2018 as well, which is the same year that Jasmine was born.
4: Oh yes. Yeah. His birthday actually is also in October. Um, I know you I think it was you, Vanessa, said it was October 5th. I can't remember which one of you said it was, but uh, Teddy's birthday is October
0: 6th. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your story. So I know that, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to talk about your story because it makes us feel, you know, vulnerable because we're sharing, you know, really intimate things that, that happened to us. So were any of you... At all hesitant to share that part of you?
1: I found it a lot easier to share in the sense of projects worth finding your rainbow than it was to actually talk to like my family or the people around me. I know it sounds a little crazy, but it was like imagine Tom Hanks at the bench talking to that stranger in Forrest Gump. That was me. Like I could tell the whole world. And it was so beautiful to get off my chest, but to like even share it on my own Facebook page or things like that, it was hard for me because I felt like I was inviting people to kind of ask about it. And I wasn't sure if I was ready for that part. That part was really like nerve wracking for me, actually.
0: That makes sense. It's easier sometimes to talk to strangers or people that you aren't physically seeing than like family and friends that you know. did anybody else um struggle with that at all or was it easy to to write it out not easy but you know easier than
4: i don't know if that's the right word <laughs> for me um like initially sharing that i lost a baby right off the bat i almost immediately like the next day i posted you know a picture of us holding Teddy in the hospital, I posted it on Facebook because I wanted to ward off the million questions that I knew were going to come. Um, and I didn't want anyone to be asking me like about my pregnancy, you know, after he had passed away. So I, I immediately took to social media and I think from the get go, I've been pretty open about my loss. Um, and I've I've written my story a couple different ways, a couple different times. So writing ag- again this time, it wasn't any less emotional because it, I'm still talking about him and writing about him and telling his story. But I mean, it was still it was still a little hard. <laughs> um, but I I love being able to share him and write about him um, because I'm just I'm always thinking about him. So.
0: Did anyone else want to add anything? Okay, so one of the questions I like to ask is, if you could offer advice to people who are newly going through loss, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them?
2: Find people who understand. Find people who have gone through it. Who care? That was it. Was really hard to reach out, but I think it was very helpful to talk to people who knew what I was going through.
0: I definitely and, think the lost community is um, one of those places we never wanted to be, but it's full of amazing people that we're we're glad to know once we have to be there.
2: Yes, definitely. And I wish we had known, like, when we lost Rayland, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to forget about it. But looking back, I wish I had more pictures, more keepsakes. So that's what I would tell a new mom, a new lost mom get all the keepsakes you can. I
0: think that's really important. And I think, unfortunately, not every hospital and not every doctor helps you get those things and sometimes we don't know to ask for them or know to get them which I think is unfortunate that there isn't some kind of standard there.
1: I really really echo that sentiment. I think it's so important to not hold it in. I myself did that for a while and then finally like I also went online and and that's how I found Project Finding removed Rainbow. And I think in doing this, it's how I was able to talk to the people around me. And that's when I realized how many women I loved and cared about had gone through this and were able to support me in the way that I needed. Um, and there's still like, the other thing I really think is so important to quantify. I don't think that's the right word, I apologize. But just, I can't strongly emphasize enough that don't compare your loss to someone else's when you're sharing these stories, like it's hard for everybody, um, you know, and you'll meet people who have experienced losses in many different ways and it doesn't make theirs worse than yours or yours worse than them. And I think it's just validating your own feelings and knowing that like, however you're going through this, it's real and you deserve to feel all of the emotions you're going through and that it's going to be okay afterwards. I think that's so hard to remember because there's not really ever an afterwards. I'm still feeling this, even though it's been a year and a half, like there's an after that moment, but it doesn't go away. So just kind of taking it day by day and really doing what you need to do to love yourself and honor the memory of the person that you love, you know, in whatever way feels valid for you.
0: I think that's really great advice. Um I don't it's really hard I think as people to not play the comparison game and I think that's you know hard enough as it is in everyday life but especially when it comes to loss because there really is no no comparison. You know every loss is different, every loss is valid and you know every loss matters. Did anybody else have any advice to offer
4: I just want to say that I've I feel like one of my bigger pieces of advice is not to as hard as it is and um not to be afraid to share your loss and it doesn't necessarily need to be on social media um but Kind of piggybacking on what the other said is, you know, being open with your loved ones. Like, I I can't tell you how many people came out to me to tell me about their loss after I opened up about mine because it was just such a taboo subject for such a long time. And it's so you still hear a lot of moms that suffer in silence because they feel like they can't be open about their loss. And I'm just I'm such a huge advocate of it with if you're within your comfort zone to do so, to be open about your loss. And like I said, it doesn't mean need to be on social media. It can just be with a friend or a loved one or a support group that, you know, it's just huge, huge to you never know who your story is going to resonate with and who your story is going to matter to.
0: That's so true. I've always said, you know, if sharing my story helps just one person, then I feel like it's done its job. Even, even if I don't, you know, know that it helps somebody just like putting it out there. And I just think that's why it's important to share. So I agree. Vanessa, did you have anything, any advice to offer?
3: There's no timeline for grief. Um, I hate when people expect you to be okay two years, three years down the line. Um, your situation is valid. Your emotions is valid. And you should just be allowed to feel how you feel.
0: Yeah. I think people have that idea that, you know, grief is that whole um, timeline thing where you follow the stages and then you're done. And as we all know, that's not how it happens. So definitely we need the, the space and the time to be able to grieve in whatever way that we need to grieve. So do any of you read any of the other participants' stories?
1: I actually have, and I really like engaging on the Facebook page. I think like I won't pretend I've read every single one that's been posted. Um, you haven't read all
0: 300 of them?
1: <laughs> slacking. We should have a book made. <laughs> um, but I think just sometimes even seeing, this is going to sound funny, but before I wrote mine, I went in and read a lot of the other ones and there's so many different writing styles and perspectives and stories And it was actually really empowering in some ways. Like I cried along reading some of these women's stories. I was so excited. Like when I see updates in the Facebook group and I see some of these women and it's like, I'm so thankful that they get to feel this joy after such, you know, sorrow. So for me, like, it's almost like getting to watch like a, I don't know, like a carousel of progress, like watching where things started to how they went. And I like, sometimes I'll go back in after I've seen someone's update and read their original story, just like for more context. Um, And it just, it's sometimes humbling for me, but I just think it's really beautiful and it's a way for me to kind of feel connected, I guess.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. I I like seeing the updates as well and knowing you know what they went through to get to to where they are today because obviously all of us have been through something extremely traumatic you know at this point so i i like seeing the updates too
4: i just want to say that i also love and i think it is so truly beautiful that you also include moms that never see their rainbow baby so that those moms can feel included in this because this is such a big project and it is so impactful to moms everywhere. But including those moms that unfortunately never get to bring their baby home is just, it is so huge. And I feel like that's just such an amazing way for those moms to not feel excluded in you know, the term, the rainbow term, you know, for a lot of people, they think rainbow baby, happy ending. And it's, it's not always like that. So I, I just, I just really love that you do that.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That was actually the next thing I was going to touch on. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think that's important because you're, you're right. They do get forgot about, um, you know, people think that you have a loss, you go on, you have a rainbow baby and okay, we're all happy now. And you know, your family's complete and yeah, that's not how it is at all. And my whole purpose was to create something where it showed that we all have a different path and, you know, we all can find our rainbow in a different way. Um, Sometimes it can take longer, you know, than others, but it doesn't have to be through just a rainbow baby. Um, I mean, obviously that's the goal for a lot of people, but not all people. Some people decide, you know, not to try again or whatever. But um, yeah, I definitely always like to stress that point that a rainbow doesn't have to be just a rainbow baby.
1: I think that's so huge too, because a rainbow isn't just a rainbow baby, but it's also even after a rainbow baby, it's not always like rainbows and butterflies. Like I'm so happy to have my daughter, um, but it's so much of a different experience to have a pregnancy after a loss, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, so i think people think oh like you said like oh things are so much better but it can be terrifying every moment of your pregnancy when you're living in fear of like not being able to bring your baby home like this is only one part of like a triathlon <laughs> you know um and for some people that they don't even get to have their rainbow baby per se it doesn't mean that they won't find happiness again in other ways. They're like, I know my sister-in-law actually unfortunately suffered a loss. And for her, she was like, I can't do that again. I'm looking into adoption because it's just mentally not something I you know, want to go through. And I have so much respect for her in that sense. Um, and it's just being able to really normalize the uniqueness of everybody's situations, but also the ebb and flow of emotions between happy and joyousness and, you know, still grieving. And, you know, as I'm watching my baby girl grow up, I'm wondering, you know, what would your sibling have been like? What would things be like? Or watching my older kids interact with my daughter? You know, I just, I can't help but wonder sometimes like what if, or how would things be? Or, you know, there's just so many questions that race through your mind. And it's hard to exist in a space where I can be grateful that I have a healthy, beautiful baby girl and still be sad about the loss that I experienced because she's not a replacement. She's not, you know, a lost toy that needs a new piece. It's beautiful and wonderful that she's here, but there's still a child that I'm missing. Yeah,
0: that's... People underestimate how, how, just how hard it is to, you know, try to get pregnant after a loss, get pregnant after a loss, go through pregnancy after a loss, have living children after a loss adopt. I mean, just like everything after a loss is just that much harder because of what we went through.
1: Yeah, it's, definitely some mental gymnastics that you go through and it's of course I'm grateful of course I'm thankful of course I'm all these happy things but I can't help intrusive thoughts that's why they're intrusive right so oh yeah
0: I struggle a lot with those (laughs) with those and the what ifs and the all that fun stuff that comes with being a a lost mom so do any of you do anything special on your baby's birth date or due date?
4: Every year I actually go to the bakery that um, made our wedding cake and I purchase a cake anonymously and just have a card that I write out about Teddy but I just cite it Teddy's family Um, and I don't like leave our name just just Teddy's family, um, and I buy somebody else's birthday cake around his birthday. So I'm actually gonna go do that this week. But um, and then we just take our kids somewhere fun to celebrate the day, and then we make him a cake that day, and we sing him happy birthday um, before bed.
0: I love that you do that. I've um, I've actually heard of some people, you know, buying the birthday cake before. It's always something I've kind of thought about doing, but just didn't know how to go about it. It seemed overwhelming. But you make it sound so much easier
4: than probably what my head is making it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I literally just walked into the bakery and said I would like to purchase someone else's cake and I give them the card and I just I just pay for pay for it. And if there's not somebody like already on their roster that hasn't paid for their cake yet, they just put it aside for someone that comes in to order a cake and they they pay for it. And a couple of times, the very first one I did, I actually um the guy that came in to pick up his cake and pay for it the the baker owner ended up telling me um that he burst into tears because they were celebrating their rainbow baby's first birthday that year
0: oh wow um,
4: so it's been it's been really special she usually lets me know like about the family or whose cake i ended up um paying for just she doesn't tell them who i am um and a couple times i've, I've just gotten like kids that would be around Teddy's age. So it's been it's been really special doing that. So I highly recommend it. It's really it's been nice. Does anybody else do
0: anything special?
1: I don't do anything necessarily with everybody else, but kind of just more for me. Um a lot of times I need to just practice patience and be gentle with myself on that day. Um, I usually like to light a candle and just have like a little moment to myself. It's so cliche, but just, I almost feel like it's like a sacred thing, like being able to share that moment with my baby and just, I feel like that's our time together. Um, it's a little bit more private and low key, but for me, like, it's just very intimate. And I appreciate that, because I don't know that I would have the strength to do something. But I think this year, I might have to buy a birthday cake.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that as well. But I think sometimes we do need those those private moments to, to ourselves, you know, to just sit with our, with our grief. So if there was somebody who was interested in participating, but, you know, they were a little unsure about it, what advice would you give them?
1: I would say it is better to do it and never, ever share it. Like, and I, I'm not necessarily condoning that. Please send your stuff back in. When you're- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But, but the reason I say that is, is that you'll regret potentially not doing it, but I can't ever imagine you regretting doing it Um, because there's not an expectation. Like I've seen so many stories, so many beautiful photos. You don't have to hire a professional photographer. You don't have to, you know, make it's whatever you want it to be, you know, for my pictures, My best girlfriend and I got together and she's someone who, when I experienced, she was there for me through my pregnancy and through my loss. So like for her to take these pictures, it was really special. Um, And I think, you know, like I said, there's never going to be a time where you regret doing it. And I think that there may be different ways for you to see how you want to do this. Like some people go all out and I was quite a verbose writer. I never shut up as you guys can tell. Um, But you can share as much or as little as you want. This is your story to tell how you want to tell it. But I would definitely say at least give it a shot.
0: Does anybody else have any advice they would give?
4: I feel like she just summed it up so beautifully. I don't know what else to add to that. She said everything so beautifully.
0: I do agree. It was it was really great advice and that's um that's one thing that I've tried to do with this is um you know, let it be your own. I let you tell the story in the way that you want to tell it whether it's a few words or a lot of words or you know, a poem. I mean, I've had some people just do a poem, some people just do a short story some people write out every detail and to me i think it's just important to share your story the way that you want to share it and the information that's important for for you to share so that's been that's been my goal with that so uh, just a a question that i was curious about were any of you surprised at all at the size of it yes i did not
1: think it was going to be quite so
4: big but it made me love it that much more (laughs)
1: oh my gosh did I ever (laughs) package that into the box to mail it because that was special in and of itself trying to repackage it into the box um but no I definitely did not expect it to be so big I also felt like oh my gosh like imagine if someone's wedding dress take care of this thing (laughs) please. I'm like outside and I'm like spreading it across the grass and I'm like, be careful with it. I don't want to rip it. I don't want to get it dirty. <laughs> spot cleaning it <laughs> because it just felt like the sisterhood of the traveling skirt over here. Um, But I was definitely surprised at how big it was, but it was actually really fun and empowering for me because I was at a local gardens. Um, You actually might've heard of it. Longwood Gardens. There was recently an escaped convict hanging out in Pennsylvania who was in these gardens.
0: Oh, I, yeah. I, I did hear about that. Didn't realize it was that place, but.
1: <laughs> I did my pictures there. It's a beautiful garden, actually. And it was so much fun. People were walking by and they were like, oh my gosh. And it's, so I, I felt like a little princess.
0: <laughs> and I did love your pictures. I thought they looked very princessy.
2: I couldn't believe how heavy it was. <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous, but to put it on and like walk around, I'm like, oh my god. Like I had to keep taking breaks cuz I was like 7 months pregnant. It was June, it was hot. I was sweating. But I loved it. It was so worth it. And sometimes
0: those summer months it's it's hot, but you know, we've had people out in the middle of the snow, people like in the heat, so yeah, definitely a little bit of everything. And that's that's one thing I like is seeing all of the different, you know, it's the same skirt, but like all of these different pictures and nobody really does them the same way, which is what I think is really cool to see all the, all the different ones. And honestly, it's like the highlight of my day when somebody sends their pictures in, because I just get so excited to to see them because they're all just beautiful.
1: Yeah, I'm really amazed at some of the really innovative ways that these um, that like these women have found a way to interact with the skirt besides even just wearing it or like the cool camera angles. I'm like, I live for it.
0: Now, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had done mine like that. (laughs) Like, I need to, like, do some some other ones so I can just do some other cool things like I've seen.
4: That's something like I actually did during my photo shoot I said I saw this girl she whipped it up and it made it look like she had butterfly wings and it was so cool I said can we try that and she's like yeah I was like, all right so it's it was cool to like go through older pictures to get kind of inspiration for our photos too so there's just so many so many different beautiful photos.
0: So is there anything else that anybody would just like to add in general about participating or sharing your story or just anything in general about going through loss?
4: I just wanted to share that this is um, the lost community's friendly reminder that this is the worst club that we never wanted to be in, but the best people. I did not know this community even existed until shortly after my loss. And it has just welcomed me with open arms. And while immediately in the beginning, I felt so alone in my grief, because, you know, I didn't know anybody who'd lost a baby at 22 weeks. That was just you know something I had never even like really heard of. I've I've heard of miscarriages, but I'd never known anybody that experienced that. But this this community opened its arms to me when I needed it and engulfed me. And I've been just surrounded by the most wonderful, wonderful support. And it was just me opening up to one one person to start, and it. it it trickled from there. I've, I've I've connected with so many lost moms and I've heard so many stories and I'm just so thankful for this community. And it just, it takes one story, one person, you know, to connect with. And it's, it's the community that never stops giving. And it's an unfortunate community that that we're all in, but you were never, ever alone in this community.
1: I think that's beautifully said and such an important reminder because nobody ever expects to find themselves in this position. Um, Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. (laughs) But kind of how we were talking about earlier, it's bittersweet. It's an awful thing to be here, but it's a beautiful thing to be a part of with some of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life.
0: Have any of you made um like close friends in the lost community that like you've never met in person?
2: Um, I've met a couple through another lost group not far from me. And I've actually connected with multiple, multiple lost moms on Facebook in Ohio and one of the girls that we kind of went through pregnancy together. We lost our babies like two weeks apart and we found out we were pregnant with our rainbow babies on the same day and we had the same due date. So it was really neat to have her step-by-step-by-step like just somebody who knew exactly what I was going through, but it was definitely an experience.
0: That's pretty cool that you were able to find somebody like exactly on the same like timeline as you to go through it literally day by day together
2: it was wild and she's from oh gosh I think she's in South Carolina now and it just it was neat because the morning that I found out I was pregnant we were like oh there's no chance like no and I took a test and she asked me if I took one I'm like well you take one first and then we both came back with positive tests like the exact same morning so it was it was just it it was a sign from Raylan I think
0: definitely I I I think um I mean I'm a big believer in signs so I I like to think that I get signs from Jasmine too. Do any of you have like a certain thing that you think um represents your baby or like you feel like is a sign from your baby?
4: Teddy bears obviously for me.
2: <laughs> white pumpkins. There's a a poem about white pumpkins that always reminds me of Raylan.
0: I think I remember seeing seeing that or a poem about white pumpkins. Is it one that is like loss related?
2: Yeah, it's really beautifully written. I don't remember who wrote it, but I'll try to post it on the page later.
0: Yeah, definitely. I um I remember reading it, but um yeah, I can't remember who it's by either. But um yeah, for me personally, I I always think of her when I see Rainbows and every time I see butterflies, I like to think it's her saying saying hi. But it's it's kind of crazy in the, you know, in some of the stories that people have shared, just the way that things line up, you know, or the way that, you know, that the the day they're due or the day that their baby's born, or just, you know, it all just seems like so much more than just a bunch of coincidences in in my opinion. <laughs> So does anybody else have anything that they'd like to add?
1: As far as like having something that represents our loss, um, I actually got a little tattoo on my finger. It's a whale tail. Um, so like a whale actually represent, represents like loss um, as well as like abandonment broken families, which I know that probably sounds really deep and terrible at first. Um, but on the other side of it, it also represents peace and wisdom and longevity. Um, and I just felt really pulled. I didn't mention this earlier, um, but I did mention my mom experienced loss and she actually has a medical condition. Um, she has lupus and if you guys are not familiar with it, um, um, Lupus is an autoimmune disorder and your body actively fights foreign bodies um, and her body would consider male fetuses as foreign and often couldn't carry boys to term. And and that's why she experienced a lot of loss. Um, And with my personal journey, it was something that I wanted to look into when I had my loss because I found out that I was also expecting a boy um, and I named him Jonah (laughs) So for me, it was like a Jonah and the whale kind of thing, um, not necessarily in relation to the biblical story per se, but just the name and the symbolicness of the whale. I just thought it was so beautiful, um, and I actually really haven't told a lot of people quite so in depth the meaning of all that. Um, so it was actually really exciting to be able to share that because. It's like my own little inside joke with myself, <laughs> but, um, but it's just like having it right there on my hand is literally like my reminder and it's a reminder that this is bigger than me or myself um, and just really, you know, to kind of be at peace and accepting what things are, but not necessarily allowing myself to get caught up in the waves and overwhelmed by them if that makes sense
0: i think that's such a special thing to have and i love the the whole meaning behind it and the you know what it means to you and being able to to see it every day and everything i think that's that's a really special way to to remember does anybody else have anything else they want to add Okay. Well, I want to thank you all for taking the time to come on here and talk a little bit about, about your loss, about the being in the project, just about everything today. I just really appreciate you taking the time to to do that. Thank you so much to all of you for sharing your stories and sharing your experience. I know that sharing our stories is not always an easy thing, but I think every single person who has the courage To go out there to share their story, to show other people that they're not alone is amazing. And if you're not ready to share your story or if you're never ready to share your story, that's okay too. I think you're amazing too. Sometimes we just have to keep it more private and there is no right or wrong way of doing it. So again, if you're interested, you can go to the Journey for Jasmine website, to the Project Finding Your Rainbow Tab and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, we are all in this together.